Welcome to the Triple P Podcast, Preds, Pucks, Pinoys, hosted by Justin Bradford and Matt Best. Hello, stranger people that we haven't talked to in a long time. Justin Bradford, Matt Best, Triple P, Preds, Pucks, Pinoys. You know, Matt, it's one of those things that just when people think we have given up, we come back from the dead. I mean, we, we come back from the dead. We, we, have, we and we record. We had some real life shit happen, or I had some real life shit happen. So we were supposed to record what last week, last Tuesday, I think right. it was. We planned, and right. then I lost a pet for the first time in my life, and I messaged you. I was like, "Yeah, no, like, no, dude, not happening. No, no, not happening." Yeah, so which, that's which, first uh, of all, how are you doing? Better. I think "better" is the right word here. That is. Yeah. There's been a lot of people that have like reached out and. To be honest, when I knew my dog was getting sick, like we almost lost her two to three months ago, I was like, hey, got to spend as much time with her as possible. I thought maybe that would help when the time came. It doesn't Never help. does, no. Not it even doesn't. close. Like, I'm thankful. There's no regrets. She's not in pain anymore and all that good stuff. But if you've never lost a pet before, holy ever-loving shit, does it suck. That's why I'm scared. I've had my cat since 2007. Yeah, so, I mean. That's my first, that's my first real pet. I had gerbils. Those don't count. Yeah, no, like, I've grown up with fish. We had a dog when I was younger, but I wasn't old enough to understand, like, what it right. meant to have a pet. And now, like, we had Cody from 2009, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's a German Shepherd. She wasn't supposed to live past, like, 8 or 9. Right. And so she lived almost 13, and, like, to the very end, she was had a smile on her face, but it was just too much. She had cancer towards the back of her legs and shepherds have bad hips to begin with so once she could no longer do like basic dog functions on her own we it was like it's it's time and so yeah i remember i woke up in the morning and my mom woke me up and she's like uh i know you work today but we need to go put cody down and cody was up at the cottage with my dad which is like her favorite place in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I called in sick. Well, I didn't call in sick. I told my boss, I was like, hey, listen, not coming in. Um, and then ended up going to the cottage for two days. As soon as I saw Cody at like four o'clock when we got there, slept on the floor next to her that whole night, um, just put a blanket on the ground and a pillow, said, fuck it, just going to lay here. Uh, gave her all the belly rubs and everything. So like there's zero regrets. Like I, I'm just sad because my dog's gone, but like. I'm not sad because she didn't suffer. She had a good life. Not once was she ever, like, mistreated or anything. Like, she's, yeah, I'm just happy she's not in pain. Well, and I'm happy that you got to spend time with her. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're able to to be yeah. able to experience that and have those moments that are ever going to be with you, man. Yeah. My, uh, my buddy told me, I remember my best friend now, we actually met in university. He told me the day, like, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase it. We were in university and he uh, came back real sad one day and he's like, yeah, my parents put down my dog like without me there. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, that's tough. So throughout this whole process, he was like, you need to be there. Like when it happens, he's like, because to this day, it's my biggest regret. And I was like, okay. And uh, that's not fun either. But like there are moments when you're with the animal for the last few minutes and they are just like, yeah, I know it's my time. And you find comfort in that. So, to anyone who's ever lost a pet before, that sucks. And uh, anyone who has a furry friend, give them an extra hug tonight. And I know there's plenty of people out there that can relate. So it's uh, it's humanizing. Yeah, and it's, it's it's real tough. But you know we're we're all with you, buddy. Um, just getting through it, and you know we're everyone on here. I mean, your DMs are way even more Man, open than mine. It seems the so. the support that we got from friends of the podcast, or that I got from friends of the podcast, was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. So thank you to everyone who reached out and said something nice, shared some stories. Like sharing stories and talking about it helps. Like that was that was super kind. So I love you all. Thank you. We have a lot of good people. That we listen. do, and for people who were putting their Spotify listened up today, and. Showing that our old place was their number one and then saying they came over. Right. Yeah. yeah. We're big fans Appreciate of that. It. And I know we promised we we're going to give you more episodes, folks. Just it's been really busy. Yeah. So and and I, this is not a slight anything. We don't get paid for it. We do it because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and we appreciate you all listening and hanging through. And we try to give you as much good content as possible whenever we are able to record. Um, but yeah, lots of stuff. I know Matt's been through hell. 
I'm planning a wedding and still with my new job and it is yeah. annual enrollment period for Medicare, which is what my job is all about, which that ends next week. That'll probably ease up a few things just in terms of work stress. But then, let's, uh, yeah, I feel as if I say it out loud now, we're going to have to be forced to do it. And I think that's good for us. Let's try for two a week. Try, oh, try, try, try. Well, see, here's, here's another thing that makes it difficult when the predators have so many freaking home games in a week. Yeah. It does make it difficult because it's like I get home from a game after 11 and I need to go to bed. It's tough. Like three home games. Like, well, okay. I have live radio show on Wednesdays as well, which is when we're recording this. So like, I need to have a life. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I hate condensed schedules. I despise these condensed schedules. It's not fun. It has been, especially for you when sports is your job, like that, your job job. There's no like low There's no break. It doesn't. There's no break. Mondays are notoriously like three or four games, but where I work, we have to do Rogers hometown hockey. So there's like an additional, it's like there's 10 games on at once kind of feeling. So there's really no breaks. But yeah, let's, let's try. Okay. One to two a week. We can do one to one to two. But that, that's what frustrates me is that we have not had a normal schedule in three years. No, <laughs> for three seasons we've not had a normal schedule where there's just lit, there's like six back to backs all season instead of like thirteen. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Preds have some weird Wednesday Thursday back to backs. They hardly have any Saturday games this month. What the hell is the schedule, man? It's I feel like they the schedule makers were like, who wants all the Saturday games? Well, we have to give a bunch of Canadian teams the Saturdays, and who can we shaft? They're like Southern markets. You're on dock. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> the Predators have been a team that you know I've, I've canvassed plenty of people, and I have my own thoughts. And I know plenty of people have their own thoughts. So be curious to get yours just from. Someone who follows it again from the outside is not inundated with Preds talk all the time, like I am being in market and managing that Facebook group, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of expectations of where we thought the team might be and where they are right now. And not in terms of standings, but in terms of team performance and everything and where about they are, because it is pretty tight in the central in terms of points and everything. This team is about doing what I thought they would, which is they'll have some winning streaks. They'll have some losing streaks. There's going to be some times where fans are going to be like, oh, yeah, man, this, this team can really put it together. And what the hell? Fire everybody. They yeah. just need to change everything up. That's what's just going to happen with a young team and a lot of new faces and everything like that. So it's about where I expected. I expected them to be a little bit lower in the standings, but this is just how things have played out. Still expect them to be, at best, a bubble team for the playoffs, which is totally okay. And I've seen plenty of people post to just enjoy the ride. Whatever it is, just... know what what to expect and enjoy the ride of young people getting more time that Matt Duchesne is performing well, that Mikhail Granlin is in the tops of assists in the league that look at the positives and just kind of enjoy the season without expectations. And it's going to make it much easier no matter what happens. Yeah. um, I think the biggest thing is that when you look at the standings, you also have to take it and just realize that the Preds are two points out of being sixth as pretty as it is that they're in third right now. And right. we're recording at 11.16 p.m. on December 1st. So, I mean, the standings could change by the time that happens, even though the Leafs put a shellacking on the Avs tonight. Austin Matthews, no mustache. Um, <laughs> the Preds are where we both thought they were, yes. But I think it comes in a different circumstance. Yes. Tolvanen and Matthias Ekholm have been pretty much invisible the whole year. So in comes Matt Duchesne, in comes Mikhail Granlin taking his stuff to the next level. And so those two guys are kind of replacing the workload and the expectation from two guys that we thought would do a lot. Um, the rest of the roster itself, I'm just looking through it here. Nothing really surprises me other than the lack of time that Myers has seen. Um, mm-hmm. The It's not nice to see, but this is just like... All the love for Tanner Janot kind of disappeared and then reappears and then disappears and then reappears. But that's the kind of player he's going to be for his career. Mm-hmm. It's not that he's a good player or a bad player. He's Tanner Janot. He Right where he is right now, he's on pace for what we thought, right? Five goals, five assists, 10 points in 22 games, not a detriment on the ice. Taking more penalties this year compared to last year when he was super, super disciplined. But he is exactly right where we thought, which is good and bad. It's it's right in the middle. Roman Yossi's having a hell of a season, too. I mean, we can go up and down this roster and point out who's doing great and who's doing poorly, but <laughs> it's they're exactly where we thought they'd be. As a team. Yeah, as a team. There's no good, no bad. This is just 
this is this is it. This is what you're going to get kind of thing. It's just different uh, players have gotten them to this point compared to what we thought it was going to be. Yeah, the, the <laughs> shoulders. You're not expecting Matt Duchesne no. to be performing like this or Ryan I, Johansson. Like, if you told me at the start of the season that 22 games in, Matt Duchesne would have 13 goals and Tolvanen would have one, I'd be like, Crazy. What, what is wrong with you? That's absolutely incorrect. Uh, it's it's wild. Like, we thought Luke Cunning for, like, we've thought for the last few years, would take another step. We thought Phil Tomasino could maybe contribute a little bit more, but he hasn't been given that opportunity. But, I mean, if Matt Duchesne and Mikhail Granlin want to run with it, let them run with it. And if Forsberg wants to score four goals in a night more, let him do it. Like, Speaking of, did you see all the free food that Preds fans got you know, because of those four goals? I envy you immensely. So I saw that there was a bunch of free food, but I don't know what the free food was because I don't remember it. Okay, so now I wasn't able to really participate just because work and things like that, but plenty of people were able to partake in this. So I'm going to list off everything that Preds fans were able to get today. So because of the hat trick, they're Hattie B's, which is yeah, yeah. Nashville hot chicken. Yes, sir. Uh, it starts off with three chicken tenders, but it's a tender per goal. So Hattie B's gave out four free tenders at all Nashville locations. So does anything come with the tenders or is it just tenders? I think it's just the tenders. You have to add the sides. How much does that come to usually just the tenders there? I'm Gosh, trying to get like an a, MSRP kind of thing. That's got to be at least like, I'd say six or seven bucks, maybe. Okay. That's pretty good. All right, that's or, good maybe, value. I mean, it's Nashville prices. And then a Wendy's free Frosty or Frosty Chino. I think that's a little over a dollar. What the hell's a Frosty Chino? I think it's like a, a Mocha Frosty, something like that. Either I don't go to Wendy's enough, enough or that's an American thing. <laughs> Probably. Um, Hardee's is a famous star with cheese burger. So basically like their their burger. So why did <laughs> why was that given out? That was given out because the Predators scored with less than five minutes remaining in the second period. So many food promos. Uh, there's free queso oh, from Jesus. Moe's because they won. That's pretty good. Um, and then a donut from Twice Daily, which is a gas station convenience store. Free donut because of the shutout. You could legitimately not have to pay for a meal the following day and just yeah a cheeseburger four chicken tenders a frosty queso and a donut i mean come on it's pretty good you get all the courses you do you do so philip forsberg and here's the thing i want to get more than anything i know what i think and a lot of people have already listened to me whether it's the preds pregame show or pbr but i think it's a good opportunity for people to hear your take on stuff too about Forsberg, I mean, coming back from injury, he's come out just on a tear, obviously, mm-hmm. with production. And I think it's just because he wants to produce. It's not just a contract year thing. It's more that we're seeing him with a playmaker like Mikhail Granlin, who has the four primary assists as well, that he's being set up quite well for these things. And he even said in the postgame show that when you're being set up like that, it makes his job a little bit easier with what he's doing. But it's great that he has these four goal games and lately it's been good since he came back from injury, but what this team needs more than anything is him to be a consistent producer instead of a streaky producer. What leads this team to the playoffs is consistency and not a hat trick here or there or a two goal, one assist, a three point night, you know, once every seven or eight games, he needs to be putting points on the board at least every other game. Yeah. Like he has to be quote unquote, the guy because when you look at the star talent on this team, he is <clears throat> the guy. Um, what this reminds me of, him having an elite setup man, it feels like Mike Ribeiro <laughs> is just oh. dishing mm. him the puck. And it's not to say that Forsberg needs that elite setup man. I just think Forsberg needs that give-a-shit level back in his game. I mean, you look at his first few years coming onto the scene, he's like, hey, guys, look at me. I can score 26, 33, blah, blah, blah. I can score all those goals. Now he's like, nah, I got injured but I got a contract here. <laughs> so I do give a shit now. I do have to play incredibly hard. And it's just right. an added bonus that he has Grandland on his, just with him most of the time now. Is this sustainable though? I mean, 15 points in 13 games, you get four goals here or there. I still think he's on track to play 60 ish games with, I don't know, 58 to 65 points. Yeah. That sounds about right. And 30 goals is what I would guess. Yeah, I, if the streaking is still going to be there. What I need to see now over the next quarter. So we saw what the first quarter was, which was him half injured. 
Yeah. But now the next 20 games, is he going to consistently produce? Or is it going to be he has this great few games back? This is not a shot on him. It's just how he is. We're looking at the That's how he's always been. That's how he's always been. And he knows it. He's addressed it. He's talked yeah. about how he needs to be more consistent. So now the these 20 games since he returned from injury is – he going to consistently produce and again it doesn't mean he has to get a point every single night it's a on average is he going to <clears> average 20 points in those 20 games he like <laughs> the thing that bothers the ever-living hell out of me with forsberg is some nights he's not shoot first some nights he's right. just cruising around he's like i'm gonna be a pure power forward tonight and, and then Tuesday other nights night. it, right and then other nights he's like i'm gonna shoot the puck which is why his shooting percentage is pretty absurd right now it's over 30 um but four goals and four shots in his first game back from injury i was like all right here we go here's a goal had a couple shots second game back had two goals three shots and then he went one shot one mm -hmm. shot and i was like mm -hmm. this is the streakiness and he's like hey matt shut the hell up here's four goals and you just, <laughs> four goals on four shots that's not going to happen often but shoot the puck shoot the puck more and more and more you look at all the big name stars in the NHL, and this is like the most no shit point I'll ever make on this podcast. <laughs> but they shoot David Pasternak. His pro shot prop is always three and a half. Ovechkin four and a half. You get plus money for Philip Forsberg right now because the league knows and the books know that he's not always looking to shoot. But when he shoots, good things happen. My long winded answer to this, like to myself here, is I don't bet his shot prop ever. But if he shoots, it's not like as easy as yeah, the results will come, but. Just shoot the puck, man. Something's going to happen. You got people in front of the net all the time now, right. which is new for this Predators team. Just fire the damn puck and make me stop pulling my hair out. <laughs> so let's continue on in terms of let's look at the rest of the league. Uh, because especially with your job, uh, you, you're having to look at the rest of the league a lot. And so some things I want to point out is a quarter of the way through the season, especially looking at the West, it is kind of unique because Colorado sitting in the sixth in the division, but three games less than the Predators. So if you put take it into account, Colorado could be second in the division as well. And they get a Nathan McKinnon coming back. Yeah. That's all Colorado did to Nashville as well, too. Um, then also looking at where Vegas is at in their division. Uh, and then looking what Anaheim has been able to put together <laughs> as well. We did not expect the California teams to be doing this uh, whatsoever. And then the, the, the trash that Arizona and Vancouver are going through. Arizona admittedly tanking. I mean, just full admitting tanking which okay you, i get it at least they're mean? admitting it and then over in the east detroit actually playing really competitive hockey and then you have the new york islanders that are in the basement of the metro right now and then you have the, the players that you've expected to be at the top of the metro washington carolina you know pittsburgh things like that happening and even the rangers making a play there what is your take on the league so far and is there anything that really stands out to surprise you i mean not including toronto because toronto's expected to be doing well with the talent that they have, but other things in the league that are kind of standing out to you, like, huh, did not expect to see that a quarter of the way in the season. This year, more than ever, the loss of a pure star player on the roster has led to your team absolutely sucking. Vegas, with no stone and Pacioretty, we're treading water. When they get both back in the lineup, they're they're starting to click a little. It's going to take a few games. Colorado, no McKinnon. They're eleven and seven right now. Colorado being eleven and seven reminds me of how the Leafs started four and four because Matthews just had to get ease back into the lineup. And when you lose your literal best player and it's not even close, it's tough to replace that. And for Colorado, McKinnon is always constant. He's always steady. Landeskog's the heart, and Rantanen is there for just being a good eighty to ninety point player. But McKinnon is your superstar. You lose him, you're not going to do as well as you're actually supposed to do. 11 and 7 for Colorado won't last. They'll be top three in the West or in the Central right. very, very quickly. For Detroit, it's no pressure hockey. It, yep. it reminds me of when the Leafs almost snuck into the playoffs when they were playing no pressure hockey and it was just like, all right, Phil Kessel, go do your thing. And now it's just, all right, youth movement, go do your thing. Like Zadina, Hironik, uh, Lucas Raymond, that guy is nuts he's so fun to watch that's been fun to watch boston without tuka rask they're a tough team jeremy swayman isn't the best goalie ever even though people are touting him to be i think swayman will be good next year or the year after uh that's my take on the bruins there and then the islanders that uh, team got smacked with covid hard so i'm yeah. gonna cut them a break and the islanders don't have that superstar that they can go hey go score a bunch of goals and i know people will be like they have met barzal Brazil's good. 
I just don't think without the rest of his team and in the structure that New York likes to play that Barzell can actually carry the team. You'll see a bunch of like superstar plays from him here and there, but he's playing Islanders hockey, which is slow, clog up the zone, and then make your entrance in, which helps the rest of the team because that's kind of the kind of roster they have when you have a literal like early 2000s fourth line still. They're, they're still old school Lou Lamorello. I don't think anybody's job is in danger in Long Island. This will be a washout season, kind of just, all right, we had COVID, that's it, kind of thing. And there's still tons of season left. 17 games, they're going to make up all their games. We could be looking back on this episode and going, wow, remember when we counted them out? All they need to do (laughs) is go on like a 10-3 and run, which is doable for that team. They have two of the best goaltenders. Totally. They have a great goaltending duo. When everything works up front, it's fine. Their defense is just rock solid. They're better than their record indicates. I, I think this team will turn it around, but it won't be, hey, Stanley Cup contender, but I will put some money on them for a futures bet because when you only have 12 points and you have a mountain to climb, you can do it compared to Ottawa, Montreal, Buffalo, Arizona, Chicago. I, I think out of the bad, ooh, I just hit my mic, out of the bad teams, I was trying to do air quotes, the Islanders are the best. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. And just to kind of throw this in there in terms of NHL, but with trades relative to the Predators, and obviously with Myers not getting the playing time and the coach basically calling it out that they don't feel like he's up to par. Uh, and then Cody Glass still being in the AHL, but you see Ryan Ellis just injured with the Flyers. I mean, trade break even or even better just because they got rid of cap space overall because they knew Ellis was injury prone and paying a lot of money for that. So I still think that's a good move. I mean, we see right now how it's playing out like almost immediately, start of the season, Ellis on the IR. So it's, it's just curious to see that as well. That is kind of the premonition of he's probably going to be injured for a while. So might as well just see that dump this and see what we get in return. And as we all know, Myers are not meant to be an Ellis replacement. It's mm-hmm. meant to be a young potential prospect to see what they have because they know they have plenty of other blue liners in the system or anything else. It wasn't meant to be a replacement. Myers, being a body. Myers is like the defensive um, version of Tanner Janot. Undrafted, let's see what he can do kind of thing. Yeah. Just a big yeah. prove it. And he hasn't really taken it and ran with it yet. And Cody Glass is still young. There's still, I, there's still time for him. There's no, I have the whole Cody Glass is he a bust or not conversation. I won't have for another like two years. Yeah, there's still plenty of time yeah. for him to develop and gain confidence and get an opportunity to do that as well. And so it's good that for him to get top playing time in Milwaukee. So I don't look at that trade as trying to do a one for one. It was a clear cap so they can have some space for the future because they know they have guys to sign. Yeah. And Ryan Ellis is injury prone. Yeah. That's that's what the move was. It, it was <laughs> both teams, let's take a chance kind of thing. And yeah. both teams were in the perfect position to do so. The Predators needing to lose cap space and the Flyers in win-now mode. Because if you can get Ryan Ellis in the playoffs with that team, watch mm-hmm. the hell out. Yeah, they took a, they took a flyer on him. <laughs> yeah. uh, mm, I, I like what you did there. Yeah. Okay, so let's before we get to our pop culture that we always do, I want to make sure, because it is December 1st, and you know we are Pinoy's. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are. How about that? About Philipp- some Filipino holiday food traditions because you know it is basically it's the whole month. Now, first of all, I, I want to make sure I say too. Last year, do you remember the the Disney short, the little short that was actually a commercial they put on the Disney Plus that focused on Filipino traditions? Yes, yes, yes. You and I lost our minds me, about that. Yes, made me cry and everything. Made me yeah. get a parole. Yeah, I got yeah. one for me, for my mom and everything too. So that was like a new thing. I want. I got I to put that in the window yeah. still to, to get that going and everything. But if there's like a food traditionally, say on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, because I know like for a lot of Filipinos, like Christmas Eve is bigger than Christmas Day. Like for us, it was. Man, I remember growing up, all the parties were like all your titos and titas are throwing like and then, literal loonies and toonies at you as a child. There's like and then th- going to mass at midnight, like oh, I just want to go to sleep. Yeah, no, I want that Santa was, to come. Yeah, it's like okay, Why go party, we... go party with your cousins first. Go get money thrown at you, which is like ooh, what a first world problem. But they're chucking loonies and toonies at you. It's like ah, <laughs> oh, God, I don't want this. Um, I, my mom always used to at those parties. She would save up her Canadian tire money, and then just oh. run to the middle and throw the Canadian tire money at everyone. And oh now gosh. that tradition's gone because they went full electronic. Oh, which kind of sucks because that's like one of my favorite childhood memories. Because mm-hmm. I would know that it's gonna happen. <laughs> And then, like, growing up still, like, at 15, 16, when you can drive and, like, actually yep. go to places, I was like, I'm going to take yep. all this Canadian Tire money. 
mm-hmm. and just keep it in the family, and then mm-hmm. that's all gone. Well, well. So, <laughs> to get to the question that I was going to ask, I guess, what's what's a food that you traditionally would have that just makes you feel like special occasion, especially like around the holidays? Punset always. Oh, oh, that's especially New Year. Like long, the noodles is long life noodles. and like. like love and all that kind of stuff so when there's a birthday it happens when like it's christmas there's like four trays of it and then around that same time like i just remember growing up my mom would cook so much food and if i was in elementary school she'd bring some for like the principal and the teachers and things like that oh man not to like kiss ass or anything because they my mom like also long life yeah my mom also (laughs) used to be like the uh lunch monitor kind of thing outside during recess just oh, yeah. volunteering so they knew who she was so it wasn't like she was being like hey give my kid good grades because he's an idiot um but <laughs> that's like the number one food i always think of because around this time of the year like we're sharing we're like being more kind to one another we're giving mm-hmm. and receiving gifts gifts is the word i was definitely going to say there um it's that's the number yeah. one food and my mom always puts a special touch with it. She uh, adds, like, crunchy pork inside of it. Oh, I thought you were going to say more patisse. No. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> did I ever tell you my patisse story? Oh, no. So well, first of all, let's do some clarifications. Yes. Those that are wondering what punsit is, it's the noodle dish. I mean, the only thing you can compare is because there's, so there's different types of noodles you can use with it. But let's just say it's the Filipino lo mein. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the easiest way. that's fair. Okay, but you're, you're in patisse is fish sauce which smells awful smells awful but tastes great in certain dishes because it adds flavor and and you don't even realize it's in there and the smell disappears when you cook it into things exactly because there's so many dishes like this tastes great like oh that's the patiche like oh and you're like oh okay so growing up it's like oh it smells it smells it smells and you eat it and you're like it's good whatever i remember because i used to live uh, (laughs) close to my family house uh, in elementary school, I was like, I'm going to take like a water bottle of patisse to school and make people smell it because I think Matthew. that's funny. So I take it to school. It's going, My plan's going well. People are smelling it. I'm opening the bottle going, smell this! And people are smelling it until it spills all over my backpack, which is in the classroom. No. And no. so I remember the teacher being no. like, what is that smell? And I was like, I'm I'm done. Like this is this is I'm my busted. life now, and I my mom had to come and like get my stuff, and she was mortified. She's like, "You're embarrassing our culture." I was like, "Yeah, you're right." I was like, "I got nothing here." <laughs> <laughs> I, you're embarrassing our culture. Was just our family. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're speaking for all. Yeah, I was like, you know? yeah, because all these kids who are like young and impressionable, it's grade six and seven. I'm pretty sure, and be like, Filipinos are stinky, and it's like, well. No, just one idiot's really dumb and brought fish sauce to school and spilled it everywhere. Like, I can't even think of a comparison for what it smells like. I mean, if Sour fish. Yeah, just, like, think of dead fish washing up on the beach. (laughs) And then you you put that in food and you eat it. Mm, Yum. (laughs) Now... Now some, you know, it's fine with cooking, <laughs> but there are plenty of people that just dip stuff in it without ah, cooking. That's it. hardcore Filipino. That's not. That's hardcore Filipino. That is not. That is not for us havesies. No, no, that no. Is, we're weak. We need it mixed into our food. We are totally weak when it comes to that. And then when we uh, mix it in our food, we're like, it's a big deal. It's it, oh, yeah. see, Patisse mm, culture. Look at this, <laughs> oh, oh, Filipino. Uh, so for me, the one that is definitely a special occasion dessert is leche flan. Oh. So good. I, well, I ate. So hold on. Alex and I had an engagement party, small engagement party with family slash uh, a few friends as for as well as a friendsgiving uh, a couple weeks ago. And my mom surprised us with a leche flan because she knows that Alex really likes that. Mm. But she made two leche flans, so you can tell it's a special occasion. My mom makes two mm-hmm. flans, and so every every family has their way that they make it. Some people you're supposed to make it where it's really custardy and smooth some people have it where there's air bubbles and they like it i'm like it is not an aero bar it's supposed to be custardy flan please cover it and keep the air out of your flan anyways the second one there was about i'd say a third of it remaining we took it home i ate a third of lecha flan in one sitting (laughs) how big's the dish I mean, the the flan piece was about this big. Oh, I love you it. You know that's a lot yeah, of flan. Yeah, yeah, that's so, rich. so much. 
But it's it home. My, so the question I was going to ask you in the beginning is: Is it homemade or like picked up from a shop? The fact that it's homemade is what Hell makes yeah, it. It's yeah, homemade. I was going to say, if it's not homemade, no, 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 it'd no, be no, kind of no. sad. It's homemade. No, it's homemade Fletcher Flan. Like that's that's the specialty that people go nuts over, at like holiday potlucks and everything. <gasps> Vien brought flan. <laughs> it's so- and. And if you've had, if you had Mexican style flan, they're similar, but they are different. It's similar cultures, as we've discussed before. Mm-hmm. All the Latin cultures are it's similar, but it's still very different. It is specifically Filipino. Yeah, Filipino but... flan compared to a Mexican flan, they are different. Did uh, Did your mom put a twist on it, or add anything to it, or do it like a twist differently? Okay, it is straight <clears throat> up um, Galban family flan. I I want it so bad right now. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't do think I've had flan in two. Because it's not easy to or, make. Yeah, no, two. <clears throat> it's my time mom consuming. is a wizard at the oven for cooking Filipino food, like on the stovetop and like grilling things, stuff like that. She hates baking. But when she does bake, it's kick ass too, but she hates doing mm-hmm. it. So we only get it every now and then. Or if I like go beg right now, then I could get it. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, play the card. Yeah, <laughs> it's Christmas, please. <laughs> But flan is an intensive thing to make. It's hard like, as hell to make. Timing and temperature and everything because it's so easy to mess up. Yeah. Well, it's just easy to mess up. Or it'll just turn into either muck or hard or grossness. Yeah. yeah. And so, and folks, for if you do special halo-halo, then you get a piece of flan typically on that as well. And halo-halo, what that means is mix-mix. For those yeah. of you that don't know, it's shave ice. It's Filipino shave ice. With the works, I guess, is the With best the work, way to like, put it. Red beans coconut young and shredded and shaved and everything and jellies and flan and ube like everything like you can get tapioca in it if you want to like boba yeah (laughs) basically it's just whatever you want inside of it you'll usually just get like your shaved ice and be like all right go go put whatever the hell you want on it it's make it special yeah make it yours enjoy it Make it special. Oh, I'm so hungry right now. I'm sorry to do that to you, but we had to keep to our Pinoy tradition here. We did. Do you do anything special, like, outside of food to celebrate being Filipino around the holidays? Not really, especially not anymore when, like, our family patriarch passed, like, a decade ago. It's kind of like, we typically would go up north. Right. We go up north to Canada for for Christmas. So, and that, you know, when that happens, it just kind of dissipates. Mm-hmm. and everything um but it wasn't necessarily especially filipino i mean if we have a get together we'd have a whole lechon absolutely sometimes. the whole like the whole thing on the table with the head and everything <laughs> folks a lechon is a is a pig and we're not talking just a smoked pig it's like you think of like when in the south they smoke a whole pig except this the skin's crispy and you keep the head on that's so damn good it's so damn good but it 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 would always typically include going to bilingual mass, which I absolutely just hated. I'm like, oh God, it takes twice as long and it's already Catholic. <laughs> I did it once and made such a fuss about it. My parents were like, you don't ever have to go to this again. I was like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. So much. But yeah, it would just be family get together. And Christmas Eve definitely was bigger. That's where like everybody, that's where the family would exchange gifts. Yeah. Like the extended family would exchange gifts. And Christmas morning was more for your immediate family. It was Christmas I, morning was for. I remember like telling people when I was growing up that, yeah, the big parties on Christmas Eve, like we all go party and go see a bunch of family and friends. We're like, mm-hmm. wh- why? Like, why don't you do it the weekend before? And it's like, no, no, no. That's, that's how it is. That's and you, it is. you're usually there at like midnight. If you don't go to midnight mass, you're like, all right, Merry yep. Christmas, everyone. And then you have, like, your hour drive home if you live too far away from, like, wherever the house <laughs> yeah. is. And yeah. then you get home, and it's like, do we open presents now? And then you get in bed, and it's like, well, I want to open presents now, but I'm not that tired. <laughs> but how's Santa going to come if I don't sleep? Yeah, and then years later, you find out Santa's actually real. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was me. <laughs> I mean, I never know if people are listening to the show with their you kids went Kermit the car, right there, right? You almost I, went full Kermit. I never know. It's not easy <laughs> being green. The lovers, the dreamers, and cheese. By the way, I'm going to see Muppet Christmas Carol in concert with the National Symphony on Friday. I hate you. I'm so jealous. Can I'm you, so pumped. Can you take a picture? I just or a video or something. <laughs> I can't take a video. The ushers will come after me. Ah, you can do it secretly. I'll try to take a picture. Okay. That's all I want. I just remember it's the movie. It's not like the Muppets are actually going to be there. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I just, okay, I, I was just, making sure. I love somebody. Somebody on the advertisement for this one. Are the Muppets going to be there? It's like, it's the movie. It's 
Muppets. I love anything Muppets, and I definitely got that from oh, my yeah. mom for oh, sure. Oh yeah. So on and pulp, pulp, pop culture, pulp continue fiction. on with movies. Spider Man: No Way Home. I know because Matt and I prepared for the show that it was a hassle to get tickets. And for those that are not aware, this is easily going to be the biggest movie since Endgame. Yep. To come out, period. Not just Marvel movie, but movie, period. Yep. Since Endgame, based on what happened. And tickets went on sale for Spider-Man No Way Home at 12.01 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday morning, which Central Time would be 11.01 p.m. Central Time, Sunday night. We all knew this was going to happen. But every website crashed. Yep. <laughs> the demand, and it was hell to get. I got my tickets. I know Matt got his tickets, but I want to know what some of your stories were, folks. So, so please tweet at us what happened <laughs> with you when you finally got your tickets and you stayed up the whole time. I, I'll, I'll go first because I'm already railing. Ooh. I, <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh huh. <laughs> so I'm trying at 11.01 p.m. <laughs> The, the apps crashed won't load website it won't it's like serve like full-on server error and this is all across the country all across north america right uh amc regal cinemark fandango all the movie theater websites were just crashing and they knew this was coming like this wasn't like a surprise tickets are on sale it's they were pushing this for a week mm-hmm. when tickets are going to go on sale so finally at about 11 20 the AMC website is back up, but they've in, they've instituted the waiting room, which is a queue, which you're used to buying tickets on an on sale for like a concert or something. It's normal that it happens. And it says your wait time is 11 minutes, 14 minutes, 17 minutes. Like It keeps going up. So 17 minutes, like this is not bad. So I'm looking on Twitter. Other people are like 45 minutes, an hour. I'm like, ha 17 minutes. This is not bad at all. So it counts down. It lets me into the website. <laughs> I select my seats. I have a list with AMC, meaning it is a monthly fee for me and I get to see as many movies as I want. So it shouldn't cost me anything to do this. Also have Alex and then two of my other friends that I'm supposed to be getting tickets for. So four tickets that are also AMC A-list members called the Entourage. So I select all four seats and get to the next screen. We are supposed to select your Entourage, meaning the people that you're buying seats for. <clears throat> Doesn't appear. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, oh god! I was waiting for the punchline. <laughs> oh god! So then I'm like, you know what? You know what? It's okay. F it. I'll pay in cash because I want to make sure we're guaranteed to see this on opening night, not knowing what it's going to be like here in Nashville. I know other cities are like packed out already. So I get to the payment screen. I'm like, I'm really going to be paying thirty six dollars for three tickets when I don't have to, but I need to. So I hit the pay now button. Error. <laughs> Unable to complete transaction. <laughs> Kicks me back to the fucking waiting room. <laughs> where it says over an hour wait. <laughs> How mad were you? Where were you? Paint the picture for me. I... Were you in people's company is what I want to know. No, no. Alex is already in bed. <laughs> okay. My friend Cameron Gumpy, who I was also getting tickets for for him and his wife, he was already in bed, so he didn't know because he tweeted the next morning of Sp- the... <laughs> When Tom Holland Spider-Man makes the hammock when he's locked in that big warehouse mm-hmm. of just like chilling, he's like me while Justin Bradford is struggling to get us tickets. Doop, boop, That's doop, good. Boop. I like that. <clears throat> so I'm in the living room and I'm yelling out so many obscenities quietly as to not wake Alex. Mother, of... mother, of... god damn, all that stuff. He's fucking kidding me. I pay money for this shit. <clears throat> so I'm 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 seeing even like Brandon Davis at comicbook.com. Like the head of comicbook.com, he's based in Nashville, is freaking out because he's trying to get tickets too to be a fan to go watch and to do the screening. And he actually replied to one of my tweets. He's like, Did you get in? <laughs> like, no. Did you? No. Everybody's freaking out. The website continues to crash. AMC cares is, you know, a piece of shit. <laughs> and some people are not getting in. When what I did went you say in, they don't only... care. They don't care. They, ha ha ha. Uh. So. <laughs> Only so many seats were taken. It's like, okay, we're doing okay. But then I start seeing reports on Twitter of certain theaters being sold out for two days straight. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <clears throat> so it's our, the 17 minutes that it said took over 30 minutes. So like there was an inaccurate countdown. So at this point, it's at about midnight. And it still says an hour to wait. I'm like, 
and you know with my new job i have to get to work much earlier than i ever uh-huh. had to do with the symphony I'm like oh god it's the beginning of the week we just got back from a, a vacation or a family vacation in fort wayne indiana the night before so I'm just, i was already tired and i'm like i'm gonna wait it out i really want these tickets so I waited out. And I know this is a long drawn out story, but this is everything that was happening. So I waited out. It got down to like 45 minutes. Okay. Getting there. 40 minutes. Getting closer. It's already past 1230. You're nuts. 35 minutes. Okay. It gets to be 1 a.m. And it's down to 30 minutes. I'm like, this could not go any slower. It keeps counting down. It gets down to 23 minutes. And it's about... 1 25 in the morning i'm like if i just waited out 20 more minutes i can do this i can do this it gets to 23 minutes and then all of a sudden i have not touched anything out of nowhere it jumps up to over an hour oh i would have lost my mind oh oh i, I was yeah. laying in bed at this point because i was just gonna wait in bed so as soon as i got him i could go to sleep so alex is asleep next to me <laughs> And that happens. Now I just whisper, I fucking kidding me, piece of shit. Fuck this. <laughs> Slam my phone down. I was like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> Whispering to myself, like as if the cat is going to hear me <laughs> and anybody's going to hear me. So then I'm like, this is, this is, I'm not going to see an opening day. I'm going to have it spoiled for me. This is awful. I know I'm being overly dramatic about this, but it's true. No, this is a big deal. It's a big, I don't want to spoil it. It's not more that I want to be the first to see it. I do not want it spoiled because people are assholes. And yes. They spoil on social media. And my part of my job is being on social media, my day job. I get paid to be on social media. I can't ignore social media. Yes. So that is one of the reasons to explain myself. So luckily, Alex got up to use the restroom at 4 a.m. And because she knew, because I before, or before she went to bed, knew some of the things were going on, she checked her app and she quietly woke. She's like, hey, hey, what? what? The app's working now if you want to get the tickets. I was like, okay, I'm on away. So it's 4 a.m. I go and get the tickets. There were still at least like 30 seats available in the showing that I wanted to see in our bigger theater. Got my four seats, got the entourage all to load properly. Didn't so pay a dime. Free, yeah. For free, free, yeah. Free included. Yeah. Got the tickets. 401 phone down back asleep before 405 hell yeah but that was what i went through that's a nightmare when you awful experience when you told me in the show notes that we were going to talk about this i was like yeah i got a good 30 seconds to explain my story yours is way better i'm very happy with yours i'm dramatic Uh, though but that's everything that there was no exaggeration at all in any of that are you like did do you get to pick your seats for our theater yes there's Things called AMC, just regular AMCs and AMC Classic. Classics are the old, older school, so still stadium seating, but they're regular seats. Right. And a lot of them don't do reservations. Ours are recliners. Nice. All recliners and assigned seats, which is beautiful because you don't have to get to the theater early anymore to mm-hmm. wait in line on an opening night to get just your good seats go or anything in. like that. Yeah. You just go in with assigned seats. A lot of people time it well to just go right when the trailers are ending or beginning, whatever. And we have food food delivery comes to the seats as well theaters as well too, which is great. Yeah, it's pretty um, awesome. Yeah, no, my story is I woke or it was at midnight and I was like, all right, let's try and buy. And then I went on the website and I was, it just didn't work. And I went, well, I guess I'm not seeing it on the day I want to go see it. And let's try the next day. Website still wouldn't work. It's like I'm just gonna go to bed now and be done with this and try in the morning. Woke up in the morning, went on the website, wouldn't work, wouldn't work, got all mad, got on Twitter, started looking at other people not being able to get tickets, and then I had a moment of, why don't I just try using the app? I opened the app, within like 30 seconds, had my two tickets, just done. I uh, Up here we have like VIP theaters, so mm-hmm. it's like a regular movie theater that has like your regular seats and like there's a bunch of them over there, but then there's the VIP section, which is literally another theater within the theater. Like, there's different, um, like, you know how there's, like, numbers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, you go yeah. in? It's, like, another section of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, and these are, like, double-wide lazy boy chairs that you sit in. They're big leather ones that fully recline. Like, if you want to lay nice. down completely and nap, you can do that. Um, you have, like, a tray you can put up over you. There's two cup holders for yourself. And there's booze. There's, like, full <laughs> meals. Like, you can have, like, a... You can have calamari if you want. You can have, like, a steak. And so that's what I'm doing to go see it. Now, here's the kicker. 
my girlfriend hasn't seen any of the Spider-Man movies. And so I said to her, I was like, I'm going to invite my buddy Jason first, see if he can go. Because he's the only one that, like, I know I could be like, hey, let's go right now. Let's go, 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 go. So I messaged him, and he's like, yeah, I'll let you know. And then he's like, can't go. So I said to her, I was like, you're going with me, and I'm making you watch the other Spider-Man movies before. I was like, that's the only thing we can do here. Like not- all five? No, because Plus she's two, seen, all she's, seven. She's seen one, two, and three. Old Toby. Okay. Um, I'm pretty okay. sure. I'm assuming. I'm assuming, but I would just. Okay. I hope so. Just maybe the two Tom Holland ones, and that's it. Not not gonna worry about Amazing Spider-Man. Nah, I'm gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> Even though there's a scene that ties in directly with it, I'm 99.9 percent yeah. sure. But I'm just gonna Based leave on that. The trailer, alone. especially. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was a trooper and went to. Uh, James Bond with me without having seen any of the other ones. I showed her like a nine minute here's what you need to know about James Bond and she enjoyed it, so I mean at least a lot of James Bond, even though this is the first time they really connected the stories, at least a lot it's, of them do stand well on their own. Yeah, it's still bad guy has a good guy James Bond chasing. This one and Right, are, yeah. Yeah. So So what do you have any I know we'll have another show before, but do you have any predictions, any outlandish predictions for Spider Man? Or something that you hope to see? Yeah, Mary Jane not dying would be cool. That would be, yeah, please don't do that. That would, I remember watching that in The Amazing Spider-Man being like, well, that's sad. So with everything that I've invested in this, like, time-wise, I'd be even more sad. Also, don't kill the main female character. Yeah, also, I watched uh, the second Venom. I had time to do that because I've yeah. just been laying in bed and watching movies. Um, But yeah, I watched that, and I am I saw the end credit scene, so I was like, oh, okay. Sinister Six, Sinister Six, Sinister Six. Yeah, so I'm even more excited for Spider-Man. Do you think this will gross more than Endgame? No. I do. Well, okay, but here's what you want to hear my reasoning? Yeah. Economics. Uh, They're still... Right. Not enough people ready to go to the theater. Yeah, there are Shit. still some theaters. Certain see this. I got you. you uh, yeah, no, that's that's like straight logic. That you have straight no lo- rebuttal. Yeah, because you think it's still restrictions in some cities or some mm-hmm. countries and everything like that too. Endgame was in the theaters for so long. They even re-released Endgame. They could do that with Spider-Man. Yeah, as well. So I still don't think it's going to be an Avatar for the for the reason. If this was a normal time, mm-hmm. without restrictions or anything like that, still. Or anything where people just might feel a little uneasy about going and not necessarily care about the restrictions, but feel uneasy going themselves, then okay, I think it might because of the hype behind it and because of how it's going to change so much just in the Marvel Cinematic Universe overall for the multiverse. Yes, I think it would have a chance, but I can't see it happening right now because there's plenty of people I see just saying, I'll just wait for it to come on stream. I don't feel like going to the theater. Yeah, no, I that I have no rebuttal. My other question to you, which you answered, was if it was normal times, do you think it stood a chance? I, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I, I think, think it stood I do. a pretty good chance because the people who fell in love with the current iteration of Marvel movies are the same people who went to the theaters to go see Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. Oh, like, yeah. and when the fe- first one came out in the early right? 2000s, I was like, I remember with friends, you're like, you guys ready to go? Because we were at a charity event. It's like, okay, we got to go now. We got to go yeah. now. And <laughs> then... I remember playing the Spider-Man video games, the first one where you could free swing around the city. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, this is, like, similar to Grand Theft Auto, but the difference is if my parents come in the room if I'm playing Spider-Man, they won't be freaking out. But if I'm playing Grand Theft Auto, they'll be like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, because you weren't doing a stripper for the cash after you kill her. <laughs> With the hot coffee mod in San Andreas. <laughs> Only the originals will know that. Um, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. I I'm really excited for it. I'm, what excites me about opening up reactions, and this is the thing too. What's gonna make a lot of money? You're gonna see have people like me. They're gonna go multiple times. Yes, you are. I guess. Let me guess how many times you go. I'm gonna guess at least three. I'm gonna guess if you really like it, five. Okay, you were right. Through my goal is three. Yeah, but I like if this blows your socks off. I have a feeling. What's the most you've ever been to a movie? Oh, that was Endgame. Which was? 11. You're lying to me. You saw that 11 times in the theater? <laughs> Do you need an intervention? Are you okay? So here's the thing when people freak out about that. There's no, no, no. There's no, here's the thing. That's a... No, no, there is a thing. Wait, oh, you have your fun pass thing. You, uh, yeah. 
I only had to pay out of pocket once. But doesn't it get boring seeing the same thing for the 11th time? It, I knew it was the culmination right. of things and that I was not going to be able to experience that in theaters anytime soon ever again. You, When people say they love things, you have put this to a way higher standard. I know, I know. I'm a nerd and I'm crazy. But, I mean, think about what I always talk about, too, with movies. I like seeing them in different formats as well. So, when... regular 3D, Dolby Digital, IMAX. Um, let's see. There is the... There's the Regal one as well. It's like the not Big D, but it's a different one. Different experience. I like seeing the different forms to see what the experience is like. Yeah. Well, as well with these things. We have regular 3D uh, D box, it's called, for your sh- chair shakes and. Oh, yeah. Like so that's 4D access all in that, yeah, and I hated it. I would puke. That just. For two and a half hours mm-hmm. of that. When we saw James Bond, there were two rows in front of us that had that, and all the car seats are woo, woo. Yeah. It's like, I would puke. Um, yeah. You know, usually when you watch a movie for like the second time, you notice something different and you're like, oh, I go. Did you notice anything past number five? Sometimes, yes, in terms of slight references to other movies or more because I was reading more and more and researching more and more and watching other films more and more of little connections and Easter eggs. So, yeah, finding more little Easter eggs. You're not the ones that are just blatant, but little things in the background because what I've trained myself to do is watch little things in the background. Mm, I guess the, the focus was not supposed to be on. Yeah, I guess. Oh, I know it was crazy. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's. Let's put it this way: you doing that is kind of nuts. But if I had like a friend of mine be like, "Hey, I went and saw Endgame eleven times," be like, "You have a problem." But you doing it, I'm like, I get it, I understand because you genuinely love it so much. I just and the music too, man, because I just love the yeah, music. Yeah, like you're an audiophile for things like that. There's yeah, and and it, I was going at like nine thirty at night shows. You're going with people? Where um, not uh, only like four or five times. Wow, you really like uh, had some you time. I did because I like getting a bucket of popcorn just enjoying a movie, man. Yeah, and think about it when they released Endgame, nothing else touched it for like three weeks. Nope, not no one close. else was going to release. And you probably were there for. So many people's first time seeing it, so you got the experience the yes. <gasps> moments yes. with them too, which is cool as it hell. Is. And I'm, I think I tweeted about that. You did. I remember you tweeting about that. Yeah, like some part like, of my subconscious just clicked in and was like, "Yeah, same here." Yeah, because yeah, hearing other people experiencing things for the first time, that's what's going to be so cool. Because I'm planning to go and see Spider Man, and then a couple days later, I want to see it in a different format, like IMAX or Dolby. Mm-hmm. And I know it'll be some people's first time seeing it, and there's going to be those moments where they're going to be like freaking out, and I know it's coming, and it's just that that gives me serotonin. Yeah, to have other people to experience other people getting joy out of a movie like that that makes me feel happy we, so uh, I love that experience I don't think they're and correct me Canadian listeners if I am wrong I don't think we have a super fun pass like you do like for this VIP movie it's 22 bucks plus tax and then you're paying food so like if you're going with two people you're paying 60 bucks for your tickets and then you're paying probably like 15 for a meal and then like ten for a beer, and then if you want popcorn on the side, like it's a hundred dollar night, easily. But I mean, so you have like a what Cinemark up there? Cineplex. Cineplex. Yeah. Cineplex. Um, I think AMC is in some parts, and what famous? Um, oh, famous players in Mississauga. Yeah. So but AMC. Know these? How do I know these things? Because you're an honorary Canadian. <laughs> But but it's it's so AMC started a subscription plan after Movie Pass mm-hmm. flunked, and then Regal has their own subscription plan. So I I don't know if Cinemark or any of the other ones or Cineplex have them, but that's what it is. It's such a subscription. We pay I think it's like twenty six dollars a month or we, something. We just three have like movies a, a week. Yeah, we just have like a points card. Yeah. We, so and like I think go to the, the gas station and stuff, and like here's my scene card. And the thing is, AMC so big. Like they have so many theaters across the country. That's how they make the profit mm-hmm. is they're banking on people to not be like me and get the absolute most out of yeah, their they'd AMC be bankrupt. A-list. Yeah. Cause I earn more points on like concessions purchases. I get to skip the line. Like it's a VIP line. We get to skip the public line for concessions as well, mm, which bougie line. Yes. So little perks like that, you get bonuses for your birthday and everything too. So it is nice. For me, it is 100% worth the cost per month because of how often I love going to the movies. AMC no longer exists in Canada. Oh, okay. They, they all got bought out. Cineplex bought four of them. Okay. Um, and then two more locations were sold to Empire, which turned into Landmark. And then the two other locations <laughs> closed. Ah, 
Well, oh, by the way, you I remember that you did not have any want to see Ghostbusters. Is that correct? It wasn't that I didn't have a want to see. I'm just not going to go to the theater to see it. Okay. Well, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I saw. I saw. I think I saw your tweet about it, enjoying the movie, and I saw a lot was, of people tweet about enjoying the movie. And yeah, it's probably for, a lot of okay. fun. I grew up with it, mm-hmm. which changes a little bit of nostalgia. I remember watching it as a child, so the nostalgia behind that touches a little bit more. And I think that's what it's that's what it was targeted for. Were older millennials? That makes sense. That was the target for it to restart the franchise again, not as a reboot, but as a sequel to move the story along a little bit it was fun so i definitely recommend you watch it as soon as you can or are yeah. able to i understand not wanting to pay to go but it was fun being in the movie it was another one of those fun being in the movie theaters experience mm-hmm. to hear what other people are experiencing i've only seen it once still i want to see it at least one more time <laughs> in the theaters um, because there's some fun moments and there's some easter eggs that they dropped in this movie to the original one where i'm just going <gasps> and like tapping alex she's like how do you remember these things i like i just <laughs> I just find that I can't watch a movie for the second time until I forget some of it. Like That's fair. That's fair. I know I'm a unique specimen. But there's some movies where I'm like, yeah, I could watch this three times in a row. Like The Dark Knight, I could watch as many times right. as I want. Like, that's my jam right yeah. there. But, yeah. like, I recently rewatched the Bourne trilogy. We're not counting the Bourne legacy because that movie sucks. <laughs> and it's not a trilogy. It's four movies, I guess. Um no, was it trilogy? Anyways, I watched all the Bourne movies, um, and I was like, oh, I didn't remember that. I didn't remember that. I didn't remember that. And now it'll be like another five years until I watch it again. Oh because... well, this was so funny. We were watching Home Alone 1 and 2 as in the, uh, while we're decorating, and Alex was just sitting down and watching. I'm like, you don't, you, you, you don't remember? She's like, it's been so long since I've actually seen the whole movie. And here's me, who watches it multiple times every season, quoting the movie along with watching it and like doing the actions of what's going to happen <laughs> see i am a dork that's I'm, fun though also I to know. confirm there are five born movies identity supremacy oh ultimatum crappy legacy with jeremy renner and then jason Bourne. ranked <laughs> identity number one i actually really like jason Bourne. Um, Legacy's Dead Last, and then I'd go Supremacy Ultimatum. Because Supremacy has, Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne, which is iconic. Like, that's my favorite right. line from, all, like, almost any movie. <laughs> <sighs> well, okay. We need to figure out the time that we're going to record again next. We don't let our listeners down. We'll do that off air. I was going to say, are we doing that on air? That's ambitious. No, that's, that's really ambitious. Uh, but the Predators do have multiple home games coming up. Dear God, help us. There's so many hockey games. So many hockey games. And even around the holidays, even though it's not on Christmas or Christmas Eve, it's still so many games right around the holiday. And then all of a sudden... Oh, what? I totally... Because we didn't record for so long. Ha ha ha. The Leafs beat the Preds 3-0. Okay, we're good now. (laughs) Just had to get that out there a little. I mean, during that time, I was still, I was messaging uh, Kyle, and we were talking about the game, and you could tell I've been in a shit mood, and also shout out to Kyle for, like, checking in on me and stuff like that. He's a good buddy. Uh, But yeah, Austin Matthews just scoring some goals, Mitch Marner, David Kampf, was a a good game. So, the Leafs did what they were supposed to do to the Predators. Yeah, they won. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, I'm just, I'm teasing, but it was No, of course. It It still still gets me whenever, (laughs) whenever they're... The reminder pops up of the 9-2 game. Well, they won't shut the hell up about it pregame. And like the day before pregame, it's like, can we just leave this alone for a little and not let it come to uh, light? Uh, when, when, uh, yeah. Uh, so Bad time. Bad. Yeah. And real quick, I know if people are still with us, the, jer- the jersey reveal is happening the day that people probably listen to this episode. Mm-hmm. The stadium series. It's going to be Navy. Mm-hmm. Don't know what's on the front. I know I've not seen it. I've not seen it, folks. I've heard some things. I've heard some tings about it. Some tings. <laughs> I've heard some tings, but uh, I do not know what is on the front. I'm very curious to see because Stadium Series jerseys have a tendency to be funky. Yeah. Not they, classic. No. Just just be classic with it because I really want a Roman Yossi jersey. That's what okay. I'm getting. And if it's not a good-looking jersey, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Because okay. I'm, I'm not going to the stadium series without a jersey. And, like, yeah. I have mine here, but it's blank, and I love repping a player. Do, 
do you care that you didn't go to the event? Because the Winter Classic jersey is awesome. Yeah, no, the Winter Classic jersey is like sick, sick, sick. But aren't yeah. those really hard to find? I don't know. I don't buy jerseys because I can't oh, wear right, them. Right, 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 right. <laughs> right. But I mean that, or even the reverse retro is still pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Send me suggestions, friends. Yes, yeah, send them suggestions. Of or, any troll suggestions, yeah, I'll probably still reply, but I'll be grumpy about it. You'll be a little bit grumpy. He'll still laugh. All right, folks, grumpy. he's at Best of Matt on Twitter. I'm at Just B. Bradford, also Triple P Podcast underscore. Thanks so much for sticking with us and for reminding us that we're slackers and we need to record. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Welcome to the Triple P Podcast, Preds, Pucks, Pinoys, hosted by Justin Bradford and Matt Best.